Entrepreneur on Fire 999. What do you think it would take to get it to a 10? Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you subscribed to the Fire Nation newsletter? Why the heck not? Text EO Fire to 33444 and you'll get gifts, resources, and value bombs galore. Ignite. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Want access to fill-in-the-blank marketing templates built by pros that do marketing for a living? Generate more leads and sales online. Download digitalmarketer.com's ultimate digital marketing toolbox at digitalmarketer.com slash fire. Boom. Shake the room, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, UJ Ramdas. UJ, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. UJ is the co-creator of The 5-Minute Journal and co-founder at Intelligent Change. He's passionate about the intersection of behavior and business. UJ, take a minute. Fill in any blanks from the intro and give us just a little glimpse into your personal life. I'm just someone who's very deeply passionate about what makes real change possible. And um, I attempt to, to make it as, as simple and seamless as possible for, for my audience and the users. And where are you at in this world? What's a little personal glimpse? So as of right now, I'm in Toronto. Um, I travel quite a bit. I just came back from Florida. I'll be in Montreal next week. I'm trying to minimize that, but I'm also trying to figure out um, another place in the world that I would, I would like to call home base. Hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's a glimpse of my personal life right there. Um, and I, I, you know, I enjoy this, this situation where uh, Toronto is a great city. Um, it's a vibrant city. It's got lots of uh, you know, entrepreneurs and going on. There's a lot of art here. A lot of people from all over the world, uh, but as a lot of people, um, fellow Canadians would agree, about four to five months of the year, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. And uh, at least three of those months, uh, I'll want to escape somewhere. So I'm trying to figure out where I want to do that and where I want to call a second home. Now, being a fan of Toronto, if you had to choose between these nicknames of Toronto, what would you choose? The Top Hat of America, T.O., or... The Ront. T.O. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I was kind of hoping you were going to go with The Ront, but if it has to be T.O., it's T.O. <laughs> so, UJ, what I want to talk about right now is your entrepreneurial origin story. I'm not talking about way back in the day. I'm talking about how you came to be doing what you're doing right now currently. So take us to that moment, to that shift, and tell us that story. I'm not sure there's one specific story because I, I honestly believe you know there's a few stories there where as we as we choose to go through this journey of life there's you know i'm I'm someone who believes in in the importance of introspection and um, if at all I have uh, some kind of edge it's probably in in, in the in the avenue of, of really going deep and learning as much about myself as possible um, and through this entrepreneurial kind of you know, that's just one element of how it comes out. And um, 
I think the five hundred journals was our first first product, and uh, we've been grateful for it to, to receive the kind of accolades it has. And I think you know it really started when I was nineteen or twenty when um, I started to do a, a version of the five hundred journal that 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 I'm doing now. Um, and and you know, that was a way of self improvement, becoming better. And uh, I always knew that that at some point I wanted to create something of my own and and, and really create. Uh, something that made an impact on people's lives. And um, as, as time progressed, I realized it would be in the world of, of helping people change behavior and helping people stick with habits and, and things of that nature. And, you know, as, as time passed on, I met um, somebody who, um, who is now a dear friend, Alex Icon. And, uh, and we had a, we had a good walk. We had a good walk right here in Toronto. It was in the summer um, in, in Midtown. And, uh, as as we we generally do, we talk about life, business, habits, women, marketing, uh, probably in that order. And uh, and um, he was talking about his morning routine, and I was talking about my night routine, and how um, how you know how we like to do it, and our nuances around it. And uh, and you know, we decided to to create something, to, and and that allowed other people to do what we do. Uh, who weren't aware of it or weren't aware of the impact of it or weren't aware of how easy it is to do. And, uh, we shook heads, hands right there. And, and the journey begins, you know, that, that was, that was the start of, of this business. So you're a location independent entrepreneur. I mean, you're trying to decide where that next move is going to be. I mean, that's a pretty enviable situation to be in. So definitely congratulations on that. Fire Nation, our listeners are entrepreneurs. We're small business owners. We're entrepreneurs. So we love to see how people create viable businesses. So can you share the different ways that you're currently generating revenue? Fire Journal has an app and it's a physical product. Um, so that's our primary way. We don't do affiliates. Uh, we're very selective of uh, what will be introduced to your audience, etc. Um, so those are our primary ways of generating revenue. So I want to talk about stories, UJ, and the story that I really want to focus on first is what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moments. You know, that, that time that was the lowest of the low, and really take us there. Take us to that moment and tell us that story. Well, it would probably be <laughs> the first week uh, after, well, first or second week, rather, uh, after we launched the app, and uh, because the first week is actually it was, it was pretty good. Because, um, you know, we had a bunch of traffic. Uh, we had a few spots in the App Store uh, in, in the U.S. and Canada and then worldwide. But the issue was, A, we worked uh, without dropping any names. We worked with a developer uh, that hadn't really, uh, hadn't really tested the entire thing. And we, we really rolled it out a little early. And that was, that was a massive mistake. Um, and the second and the third week, it became very apparent that it was, it was not entirely finished. And, uh, and even scarily, it, like even more scary was the fact that he didn't know how to, how to work with a lot of the deficiencies. Um, and he couldn't fix a lot of those things. And, uh, you know, disappointing in having, uh, our audience not enjoy something, enjoy something that's like less than a seller product is, uh, pretty brutal for us. Um, and, and that was definitely a pretty, pretty low moment. 
because you know we, we were at this point where people were paying good good money for this app, and uh, we had to to figure out how to, how to fix that pretty quickly. So what was something specifically that you remember that you were just like, oh my God, I can't believe we let this person down in this way? Or what was just a breaking moment? The emails, right? So uh, the emails, and, and a lot of our audience, love, like most of our audience are massive, massive fans of us and, and they've been following us for a while. And um, they're also entrepreneurs and they're also entrepreneurs and they're also people who are looking to create wonderful things in the world and believe in their ability to, to, to make things happen. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm, I'm so passionate about our audiences because, you know, they're amazing. They really are. And, and a lot of them do great things in the world. And, uh, so first of all, disappointing people I respect is, 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 is hard, but also the, you know, I, I, I I think I remember reading an email of somebody who'd, who'd lost their data, uh, a couple oh. of weeks of, of, of stuff they entered every day, pictures, everything. And that was just, that was brutal to, to experience, um, to know that they've, they've had that happen and to know that, to be honest, we disappointed them, right? Uh, they expected something when they, they bought us, you know, every customer does, and then we, we didn't deliver, and that was, that was nuts. Oh. That is tough. Now, looking back on it, in hindsight, what do you really want to make sure that our listeners, Fire Nation, take away from, from that moment, the, the lessons you learned? There are there a few lessons there. Uh, the first lesson is obviously hiring. You want to ensure that your hiring process is very tight. And uh, you know, there are a lot of books on hiring and a lot of other stuff, but I'll give you a very simple resource that you know, nine times out of ten will give you... Uh, a really good sense of who the person is who you're hiring. And that's one simple question. Who are three people you've worked with before that have done a deal with you that would do a deal with you again? I'd love their names and phone numbers. That's it. Three people that have done a deal with you that would do a deal with you again. And just call all of them, right? Find out how their experience was. Uh, was it good? Was it not good? Dig deep. Find out. You know, get, get on a 15, 20-minute conversation with them. Most people are more than happy to do that. Most people who've done a deal with somebody else and it meant something to them are more than happy to do that, um, especially if, it, if it's a role or a situation that, that is uh, time and capital intensive. And, you know, that's a great place to start. That's, that's one. Um, the second one, you know, whenever, whenever uh, there's a software situation, um, you'll want to iterate as much as possible and you'll want to beta test as much as possible. You'll want someone to... Uh, do something called a code audit, which is, you know, go over the code, see, you know, if there are any inconsistencies um, and, and fix that right away. Things like that. Um, you you want to do this ahead of time and you'll want to manage for uh, development timelines. Now, these are all very specific, obviously, but I'm pretty sure, you know, most of, most of your audience might be creating software, SaaS, or physical products. Yeah. A lot of the time, um, this these these guidelines can be applied to pretty much uh, all three. I think it's so critical to really go through this process when you're about to take that big step, both financially, but also with time and bandwidth. I mean, those are valuable things as well. And, you know, of course you're going to get, you know, some feedback from the person you're about to hire about people that they've satisfied and, 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 you know, good referrals that they've had. But you really need to dig deep in those. Like just like UJ said, you need to make those phone calls, ask those tough questions. Really, you know, make sure that you're holding the refer referees' feet to the fire as well, because it's so important 
that when you go forward, you are picking that right person because that is going to be your reputation, your time, your bandwidth, your energy and finances that are going into these products, Fire Nation. So critical stuff. And UJ, you've had a ton of light bulb moments in your lifetime. You've had a lot of these aha moments. But knowing my audience, which is similar to yours in a lot of ways, what do you think is a a story of an aha moment, of an epiphany that you've had that you think will resonate with them? And tell us that story. The one thing that, you know, I can definitely share an aha that, uh, that made a difference in my life. And, you know, that, that's such a foundational business concept, um, at least in the B2B. Actually, it can be B2B or B2C space. It doesn't matter. Um, and that's a concept of a wow effect. Uh, and in the general idea in principle is, is very simple that, you know, when, when you see something, when you see a new product, when you see a new service, when you see a new offering, whatever that is, unless you go, wow, what is that? How can I buy it? How can I have it? How can I be involved? And unless you get that kind of a reaction, iterate, figure out something else, you know, improve the product, improve the service, improve the offering. I think that kind, those kind of lessons are, are so important because, you know, when, when you're developing products, when you're developing services, when, when you're creating businesses and you want to generate positive cash flow, it's so critically important to develop something that is remarkable, as Seth Godin would say. Uh, it's different. It's fundamentally offers such value. Uh, and it's so different from what anybody else is doing that you can choose to charge a little higher and a little more premium. And, and, and offer more value um, for the premium that you're charging. Unless you have a wow, go back. And, and so kind of in a very concrete way to everybody listening, um, you want to ensure whatever your product offering is. And, you know, this goes back to, you know, kind of the mistake we made with the app. Um, you know, unless it, it wasn't a wow when, when it was, it was uh, launched. And that was a mistake. And so unless it's a wow you know, go back, iterate, figure something out, um, and then let the, see, let the world see it. So what's the story of a wow that you've created at some point in your journey? A couple of things. So one, one is obviously the Fireman Journal. That's, you know, consistently has, has uh, that effect on people. And also, uh, before that, I used to be involved in a clinic helping people change behavior. And um, it was a very different model than, than the current model of uh, psychologists, coaches, whatever. And, and that was, that was more based on results where, you know, if the person wasn't, wasn't really getting the kind of results, um, you know, within a month, you know, it was very, I I would be very clear, don't see me, right. Um, where there was a very clear honesty and, and a transparent approach to the world of, of helping people deconstruct change behavior. And that was refreshing and unique and different. And allowed people to walk away with a sense of, of clarity and a sense of openness. Again, with products, it's a lot easier to systematize. With software, it's a lot easier to systematize. Um, there's a really good video. And anybody who wants to YouTube startup school, um, how to make products that users love. I believe the, uh, the person who was doing the presentation uh, it was Kevin from Bufu. He talks about, you know, just wowing customers. 
and, and making those small little beautiful changes that make them talk about your product. Uh, things like that, they're just so, they're, they're wow. They don't cost anything. Um, they're, they're not significantly different right. from, so- from others, but it just allows people to, to feel this human connection behind the people who built Wufu that it makes a powerful experience and it makes people come back again and again. I love this. And the wow effect is so important, Fire Nation, in so many different levels. And with your product services communities, it is your job to bring the wow effect to your clients. It's your job to bring it to them, not have them discover it on their own after they've made that purchase, what have you. So we'll definitely link that up in the show notes. And I've actually pulled it up here. It's lecture seven, how to build products users love by Kevin Hale. So based out of uh, Stanford University. Cool stuff. So that'll be in the show notes page. And EJ, I'd love to ask a question of you. You know, This is sometimes a tough question for our listener, our guest to, to answer. Sometimes it's a tough one. What's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? It's a little easy for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's just operations. Just uh, the, the, I'm really great at systematizing and... Uh, Putting systems down and enforcing those systems, but anything to do with like 